Do you ever get jealous of the person you're in a relationship with? Whether you've been in a relationship for some time or it's a new relationship, you may find that sometimes you feel jealousy. Today we're talking about jealousy, how it can impact you and your relationships. Head over to therelationshipmaze.com where you can take our free argument style quiz and find out how your conflict style is in your relationships. If you'd like to find out more about this podcast, head over to therelationshipmazepodcast.com and press subscribe right now. Welcome to today's podcast and today we're talking about jealousy. Yes, so that uh, interestingly enough that's often also compared with envy. It's, it's also called the green-eyed monster, isn't it? Yeah. Jealousy and envy, they often kind of confuse the two of them. But anyway, we'll talk about jealousy today. So it's this idea of that you are that you worried, yeah? You're worried that your partner might run off with someone else. So what is jealousy? Yeah, so I suppose I suppose there's an element of worry, but I think it's more than worry. It's almost creating that sort of um fantasy in your mind that your partner's doing something that they're not. I mean, you know, there's also, mm-hmm. also that fine line between, you know, if you see the person you're in a relationship with you know kissing somebody else and clearly then there's there's different reasons to feel jealous than sure. you know if it's just that your partner's getting home late from work or mm-hmm. you know your partner gets a message on their phone from um from somebody else yeah. uh you know and some people do get jealous about all sorts of things mm-hmm. but I, I mean it's really problematic for people i mean you know if if jealousy becomes too much then it can completely destroy a relationship you know, that can lead into really uh, sort of quite emotionally abusive patterns of behaviour. Absolutely. Um, you know, very toxic relationships. But it might be quite helpful to start off with the fact that jealousy to, jealousy to some extent is quite normal, isn't it? I, I found this quote yeah. by Freud. Shall I read it out? Well, just actually, just for that, I think, as well, is that, and you know, just on the flip side of a coin, is jealousy can actually help you um, have more understanding of yourself. So potentially it can also improve a relationship. So it's really what you do with the experience and acknowledging, first of all, where it's coming from, because it's not coming from the other person, it's coming from, from ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, sorry, go ahead with your... With my Freud with quote. quote, yeah, because I quite like this, because I think it sort of highlights the fact that actually it's quite a, a normal uh, feeling that we all have. So, so the quote by Freud is, jealousy is one of those affective states like grief that may be regarded as normal. If anyone appears to be without it... The inference is justified that it has undergone severe repression and consequently plays all the greater part in his unconscious mental life. So so the idea is we all have jealous feelings, you know, some of the time, not all of the time. And if we say, well, I never, ever, ever feel jealous, then the likelihood is that we do have these feelings that we, but we have pushed them down because we think these are feelings that are unacceptable to us. So we... We, we repress them, as Freud would call it. And I think there's some truth in it, isn't it? Because I think to some extent, these these sort of concern, feelings of jealousy, and, and they might be quite mild, little twinges of jealousy, so to speak, are quite normal, aren't they? Yeah, I think any time that we really kind of care about somebody or love somebody, uh, then it's natural to have some feelings of jealousy. And you know, the key is what you do about it. Uh, in fact, you know, to some level, it, it may be even evolutionary. 
yeah, which yeah, I know it's something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. No, I mean it's an interesting. But, it's, it, yeah. I, I take the argument absolutely yeah. from an but, evolutionary but, perspective. It makes sense. Yeah, because a couple of weeks ago we were walking by a duck pond, yes. and there were two ducks, like a male and female duck. Uh, and they were kind of just swimming together, clearly with their, I think, with their ducklings. And then this other male duck comes along and is trying to kind of, trying to, well, just get it on with the female duck. And then the, you know, the two male ducks have a fight and kind mm-hmm. of, well, you know, clearly even in, in nature we see that there's this protective element. So there's an element of, uh, in evolutionary terms, in terms of when we have a partner, uh, is in terms of that protecting that sort of relationship and in, in, in terms of the offspring as well, making protecting. sure that they are your relative offspring. Protecting the gene Yeah, protecting pool. the gene yeah. pool. Yeah, and I'm sure at a very, very, very sort of deep level that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's something that we, you know, in evolutionary terms, I'm sure that's true. Yeah. And I'm sure that's kind of what we experience as an unconscious factor, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. But I just don't know how helpful it is. That's why I'm sort of scoffing a little bit at the uh, evolutionary debate. I often find that quite difficult. um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's helpful in the same way that understanding the fight-flight breeze response is helpful because that's that's a physiological response which has evolved for threat. And so this is, in a way, like a different type of threat, a threat to um, our partner. And so we can see that that feet, so in a way it just Mm. can help you understand that this feeling is normal, Mm. it's natural, Mm. but it's how we then change it and distort it because Mm. we're humans that can make it a problem. Yeah, I mean, that's it. It's it's a question of degree, isn't it? Mm. So it's like, at what point does it, is this point where it tips over the jealousy, where it tips over into possessive behavior or also this kind of behavior which highlights that we might be emotionally fused with our partner so where we have this desire to always be together with our partner to always be one with our partner is ultimately um, and I talked about this in another podcast uh, the one about differentiation Um, emotional fusion is the opposite uh, of being differentiated that means having a very strong sense of self who I am and knowing where the boundary is between me and my partner. So not being sort of, uh, not having this sense of we are one and the same person because in any relationship we will still be two separate people who come together, who have, uh, you know, who um, who share things, of course, and have shared feelings, have shared love, etc. But you're still two separate people. So with jealousy, often there is this desire to, extreme jealousy, I'd like to say, not the what I would call the sort of normal elements of jealousy that we just talked about. With extreme jealousy, there is this desire to really engulf the other person, to make sure that you're always one with the other person. So it's this very pure, uh, very, very poorly um, differentiated self that comes into play here. Yeah, so some examples of maybe extreme jealous behaviours might be you know, checking your partner's phone messages mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like always questioning your partner where they were when they're late mm-hmm. or someone's phoned them, you know, having to know who they were speaking to, mm-hmm. kind of checking up on them every minute of the day, which... You know, again, we can see that well, it's, it's toxic behaviour as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, so some of these sort of quite extreme behaviours are signs when, you know, jealousy is, is really problematic. Mm. Well, and they're also a sign, well, A, they're a sign that there is a, a very poorly, un, uh, uh, there's an undifferentiated self, as I said, no sense of self, really. You sort of 
flood over, you sort of become, the, you try to be one and merge with the other person. And also, of course, it's a sign of a high level of uh, insecurity, which might, might, you know, might also tie in with uh, an insecure attachment style, um, either an anxious, well, likely to be an anxious, preoccupied attachment style, where you are uh, never quite sure whether your partner is available to you, where you can't quite trust your partner, where you always have to kind of check that your partner is actually there for you. Um, but the underlying assumption is that they're not. They're not there for you. Um, they will never basically give you what you what you really crave, which is like all the love in the world. So it might tie into that. Yeah, or even an avoidance style, because it yeah. could be a pattern where it's a way of pushing your partner away. Mm -hmm. Because if you see jealousy in things, mm -hmm. then you may push them away because uh, you, you, you're trying to kind of avoid that closeness. So it could be also yeah, an avoidance yeah. style. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think you know, one of something else that's really important with jealousy is low self-esteem. Mm -hmm and low self-confidence. Mm -hmm. It's like when, when we don't believe, if, if you don't believe that you're lovable, or if you believe that people couldn't really care about you, if you believe that, um, you know, even if you're in a relationship, your partner says that they love you, but you just believe there's something not, not lovable about you or not good about you or not right or whatever it might be, then no matter what your partner does, that belief is always going to show its face. And, you know, that may be where we start to kind of see mm. things in your partner's behaviour which aren't there because it reinforces that idea that they can never really love you because you're not lovable. Mm. So we may start to see, well, you know, where was my partner? They, they must, they say that they love me, but I know that they're kind of going out with other people during the day for lunch and having dates or whatever it might be because... That, that, that sort of fantasy reinforces that, that limiting self-belief. Absolutely, yeah, I think that's a really good example. And another sort of element of uh, jealousy often can be projection. So this idea that you yourself might have uh, some fantasies about other people, you might think other people are desirable, you might, um, as I say, because jealousy, you know, so jealousy to some extent, of course, is also normal. But I think it's also normal to kind of look at another person and think, oh, well, they're attractive or something. That doesn't mean that you're unfaithful. So you might have some of those feelings yourself. You might look at other people. You might catch yourself. And because you have these feelings, um, because you might uh, look at other people and find them desirable, you might find this unbearable, this sense of, oh, I have these feelings, I, I, I can't actually like other people, what's wrong with me? Because you can't tolerate that, you pass it on to your partner, so to speak. You project it out there, you split it off, and then you say to your partner, why are you looking at other people? So there can also be with, uh, with jealousy often this projection. It's like your own... Your, the own, your own intolerable feelings that you then pass on to your partner because you can't, you can't bear them. Yeah, I think maybe though that you can't bear them because underneath that you probably do have a limiting belief like you're not lovable though because okay. ultimately in terms of, you know, why can't you bear them? I mean, mm. you know, sure you look at people you think, oh, they look nice, but mm. why is that not okay for your mm. partner? Mm. Well, because then we start to see, well, that shows ultimately that they'd rather be with someone else yes which shows that I'm not lovable. So to me, that there, there maybe is maybe a deeper core belief underneath that. What do you think? I'm not quite sure that I understand. Explain that a bit more. Well, you, you know, you may have these fantasies about like, well, you know, I kind of 
find somebody attractive mm. and you know basically we can't tolerate that whole thought that you know I'm finding that person attractive so we project onto the other person mm. but the question is what causes you not to be able to tolerate that what right. is so bad about oh, that I see. why do I need to yeah because underneath yeah. there there has to be some belief why that is actually a problem yeah no good point yeah yeah, yeah okay so so it's something that we find intolerable intolerable because we that it ties into our yeah because it means something to ourselves yeah. so because yeah, yeah. it's intolerable to us because it means that maybe they don't love us yeah yeah, yeah. do you see what i mean yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely okay yeah, so there can be so there can be that. There can also be a sort of an element of narcissistic wounding. This idea of, but I'm so wonderful. Why would my partner look at someone else? Yeah, or uh, or alternatively, while I am so wonderful, everyone is going to desire me. Yeah, you can tie tie into that as well, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Which often at its root as well is the reverse of that, which is they yeah. you know so f- afraid of being kind of not lovable but mm. that suddenly this this uh we you know that's there's that split where mm. we put mm. forward this image of us well this narcissistic self-image mm. becomes dominant yeah as right. a you know as a protective mechanism yeah absolutely so what do we do with this what do we do with uh what do you do with a partner if well, what do you do with your own jealousy let's start with that and then we can think about what to do with your partner's jealousy yeah, um, and actually, just before we get into that as mm. well, so, you know, other things with jealousy are, you know, expectations. We right. talked about that in a previous podcast, so mm. tune into our podcast on expectations. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we may have unrealistic expectations of our partner that tie in, for example, to things that you talked about earlier, mm. like the expectation that they'll always be, you know, they'll be with us whenever we want them to be with us. Mm. So there's that, mm. you know, too much, you know, too much connection, too much you know, in, in terms of not having separateness as well. So the expectation is there that we always spend all the time together and if your partner spends time with someone else, then that's um, intolerable, yeah? That's yeah. the idea? Yeah, yeah. So that, but there you know, could be mm-hmm. other expectations in terms of, you know, our, our beliefs that we formed up, formed when we were younger in terms of how people should behave. So there could be cultural, societal beliefs that mm-hmm. we have internalized, mm-hmm. maybe family beliefs yeah. about how your partner should behave when they're out, mm-hmm. which then, you know, essentially uh, when a partner doesn't behave in that way, then we, we start to feel jealous. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you know, if your parents always told you that, yeah, you know, a good partner is always going to, um, always going to be just looking at you when you're out. Mm. Then we may kind of internalize that that belief system as well, and that becomes an expectation that this is what people do in a relationship. Well, that's a really good point because very often there's also this uh, sense, or some people would say, well, if my partner's not jealous, then they don't love me enough. Yeah. yeah. So jealousy is taken as a sign of love, as a token of a tokenism of love. So. Um, if you don't, uh, if you're not, if you're not jealous of other people who might, who I might like, then you're not uh, adoring me enough, something like that. So some sort of weird distortion around that. Yeah. Yeah. That's also very common, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And also one other thing that, that can cause jealousy and is quite common is mm-hmm. if you've had a relationship in the past where maybe you've been really, you felt really in love with somebody and they have wandered off or kind of violated some values to you that are most important. Mm-hmm that pain may mean that in the future uh, you start to worry about that. You start to, again, fantasize about something happening because you don't want to have that pain again. So it becomes like a protective mechanism. It's like we have this conditioned response that, Mm. you know, maybe in the past 
you know, you thought that you had a great relationship and then you found out your partner had been seeing someone else for like several months and you found out when you saw a text message pop up when her phone was on the table. True. Um, and then in the future, anytime you're in a relationship, when things get close, maybe when you see a text message pop up or you see a signal, mm. you start to feel jealousy because that's what we experienced before. That was the trigger. Yeah, so that trigger can produce that same sort of feeling. Very good point, yeah. Um, and also, yeah, just to sort of come back to something that you said at the beginning, Tom, about uh, toxic relationships, abusive relationships. So if you are, um, if you are in a relationship with somebody who is extremely jealous, then it can be uh, very poor. It can actually be a form of control as well, can't it? This constant, uh, your partner constantly checking with you, who have you talked to, what kind of conversation did you have, um, what does this other person think about you? What do you think about that other person? So it can be quite coercive as well. Um, so that's something to watch um, if you have an extremely jealous partner. And it might, you know, and it can actually, it can really take the form of your partner stalking you, uh, following you around, checking who, you know, checking where you're going to. So it's this extreme uh, lack of, uh, not lack of control, actually the opposite. It's this extreme coercive control that is being exercised by the partner. That is, of course, uh, an alarm bell that should be ringing. Yeah, the reminds me of that show, the Netflix show, You. Oh, yes, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, watch yeah. that as an extreme form of stalking. Yeah. Yes, or, yeah, exactly. I mean, and there's sort of, there have been examples in the media as well um, yeah. with uh, with uh, sort of high-profile cases, haven't there, with people sort of stalking mm. or cutting off sexual sexual organs even. There have been some cases. I remember there was this, uh, what was it called, Bobbit case in America, okay. I remember, yeah. where the woman cut off the man's uh, testicle, I think. Or okay. penis. <laughs> I can't remember penis. because the penis, because she was so jealous, yeah. So, you know, it can take these really extreme forms, abusive forms in relationship. Yeah, yeah. So, with, with, yeah, so what can we do about it? Mm. So, yeah, because I mentioned sort of like, what do you do if you are jealous? That's one thing. And then also, what do you do if your partner is extremely jealous? So, I mean, notice, I mean, if you, obviously, the starting point is always you, uh, sort of checking in with yourself. What am I feeling here? Um, you know what's driving first of all what am I feeling what's the situation what's the what are the sort of trigger situations where I have these unbearable intolerable feelings that my partner might be uh, unfaithful for example or I might lose them or that somebody else is going to come and snatch them away from me so it's kind of uh, what you know working on your on your own thoughts and feelings first of all um, and checking well, you know, what's the actual evidence here? Uh, is there a real, is this, re you know, is there a real threat here? Am I, um, should I be feeling like that? Am I entitled to feel like, well, obviously you're entitled to feel like that, but is there, a, is doing some reality check here? Is there really, uh, is there really a, a reason for feeling this way? And if you're not uh, entirely sure, and you might not be sure, um, it might be quite helpful also to discuss this with a friend or family member, somebody who's trustworthy and knows both you and your partner, to kind of check this out. Um, you know, if to see, to as I said, to reality check it. And of course, you can also check it with your partner and have this conversation with your partner uh, uh, as well to see, well, you know, to... Uh, to see what they are uh, saying. But I, my concern here is that if this happens all of the time, if you're constantly checking with your partner, it creates a lot of stress in the relationship, doesn't 
doesn't it? Yeah, it can. And also, you know, if they are a lying scumbag who really is seeing somebody else, <laughs> then they're probably not going to be honest with you anyway. So. <laughs> That's a good point. Yes, of course. Because, I mean, this is the thing here. Your jealousy might absolutely, might, you know, your, your feelings here, they might, you might be picking up on something. Yeah. That's absolutely right. You might be picking up on Yeah. But most of the time, we're not, because no. it's a natural feeling. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, but sort of check this. I mean, and and it, I'm not saying this is easy, but, you, you know, this sense of where am I in this? What's going on for me? What is this bringing up for me? Why am I feeling so insecure? Is this really grounded in reality? Is my partner running off with someone else or having an affair? Or is this my own stuff here that I need to manage, first of all? My own insecurities, my own anxieties, my own fears playing tricks on me, so to speak. Yeah, so I think, you know, having some sort of reality check is really useful. Mm -hmm. And also asking yourself, is this a familiar feeling to mm -hmm. you? Has this been in other relationships too? Because if it has, it's probably, you know, maybe something that um, is, is something more to do with you. Mm -hmm. Unless, like I said, you've been hurt in another relationship you know in reality mm. but if you haven't but you've always had these worries and jealousy mm. then it's a sign that maybe something you know there's something that you've internalized mm. and so I think beginning to delve into that and thinking what really is behind this jealousy what am I really what are my real concerns mm. what are my vulnerabilities and being able to lean into those mm. and above all accept them and take responsibility for them so I think that realization that this is me mm. No, this isn't my partner. My feelings of jealousy um, own them. So, like, knowing the, these are things to do with my sort of concerns, my fears that come from my past. Mm. And, you know, knowing that when you feel that, acknowledging that this is something from within you and not something that's coming from your partner, I think is really important. Yeah, it's the differentiation bit, isn't it? It's sort of separating, separating out yourself from your partner and... Doing the work on yourself first before you can do the work with your partner also. Yeah. And then because a lot of jealousy may stem from low self-confidence or um, disenabling or limiting beliefs like mm. not being lovable. Mm. It might be that you're having your own personal therapy is important. Mm. Looking at ways to build your self-confidence, to build your self-esteem. Mm. And and that's just first of all acknowledging and finding out what what is the what is the limiting belief that lies behind my fear? Mm -hmm. Is it the fear that I'm not lovable? And you know, very frequently beginning to explore where that comes from is is important. Mm -hmm. And acknowledging that this happened because of situations in the past that were nothing to do with you. Maybe the way your family treated you or peers or whoever it happened to be that becomes internalized. But it's not that you're not lovable, because we're, we're all lovable. Hmm. You know, I, when when you're a small baby, I mean, everybody, you know, every, everybody, well, most people kind of like hmm. how ha, ha, your parents will have that unlimited love for their child. Not you know, occasionally parent, that doesn't happen. But, not you know, every parent, but yeah. yeah, the majority of parents. Yeah. 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 Um, but then learning that you're not lovable is something that you learn over time, hmm. because it's not a consideration when you're a small baby. Hmm. That's like later on when maybe different things happen, you get this internalized sense that maybe there's something not okay about you. Mm -hmm. hmm. Okay, so we sort of started off with uh, looking at yourself as the person in the relationship who is jealous. Now, what about uh, the other way around? If you are living with a very jealous partner, then obviously that partner needs to do some of the work as well. What do you do with that? So if your partner's constantly 
um, questioning, asking, who did you talk to, what did you do, oh, I think, you know, you fancy this guy or this woman or this other person, you know, what, you know, what do you do with that? Well, and that can be challenging. So mm. I think, first of all, you have, like you said, you have to have a conversation yeah. and express how you feel when they express jealousy. Yeah. So I feel, you know, I feel kind of pressured. I feel, um, I feel kind of pushed. I feel like I want to walk away mm. when you're always asking me who's texting me. Mm. And yeah. then also, you know, to some extent, you know, finding what is that vulnerability of a partner? And if it's sort of... Mm reassurance that you know whatever happened you know I want you to know that I love you and that these things are, are not what's going on mm. and that being clear that this is something that they need to to kind of explore and kind of work on themselves yeah because there's only so much reassurance of course that you can offer and I think I agree with you that you can offer some reassurance but if it becomes a constant thing then obviously uh, your partner is also achieving the very thing that they're scared of. They're scared of losing you, of course, ultimately. There's always the fear of loss, isn't there, with jealousy. And by constantly being jealous, they're doing the very thing that they're scared of. They're pushing you away and they might actually lose you in the wrong, long run if this continues over a, a long period of time. So, um, yeah, so it is sort of, it is highlighting. It is kind of working with it to a point and also highlighting you can offer some reassurance to your partner um, and you can also say this is the boundary here uh, you know this is where you need to actually do some work here um, I, there's only so much reassurance that I can offer you uh, and and if it's really uh, if you, you know as as I said earlier on if it tips over into this kind of coercive control situation then um, of course it requires some very careful thinking about the relationship overall and whether this might be an abusive pattern in the relationship yeah and over time also noting that you know if if your partner's continual jealousy is having an effect on you mm. is that something that's healthy for you you know if, if you start to doubt your own sense of what you're doing mm. that could be a major problem you know yeah. if you're constantly accusing you of like well I know you like that person and you start to and you know you don't really have a sense of this being true in the first place but mm. Then you start to question it afterwards. Mm. Yeah, this can be very confusing. It can be, you know, have a very negative effect on our own sense of self. So these are things to really be careful about. Well, absolutely. I was reading this case study in, uh, in one of the books on jealousy I was looking at earlier on. Um, and uh, the uh, psychotherapist was describing the situation of uh, a client who was checking her partner's pulse uh, all of the time when he was watching television to make sure and, and if his pulse was racing she would accuse him of being too interested in in uh, looking at women on the screen on the television screen and she'd do that all of the time now that is an abusive situation i think that's not uh, that's not acceptable that sort of behavior by a partner is not acceptable that means your partner needs to do some work around that yeah, so I wonder if that person would only be satisfied when the pulse stopped and then they know that they're, <laughs> exactly. they're really secure. So. <laughs> exactly, yes. So, I mean, you know, it's it's obviously really sad. It's also, it was really sad, of course, also for uh, for the the woman who had the, the need to constantly check that, you know, check uh, that her partner was, was unfaithful or, you know, constantly being concerned about it. It's really sad. But that uh, sort of over extensive worry and anxiety can be so undermining in relationship and of course it can be absolutely suffocating for the other person yeah absolutely mm. 
So I think we've um, probably got to the end of the podcast today. Yeah. Unless anything you want to add. No, that's it. Thank you. Great. So please do head over to therelationshipmaze.com and take our free argument style quiz and find out your argument style in relationships and how you can change it. Yeah. uh, And also we have uh, developed a short course on conflict in relationships, on arguing effectively in relationships. So if this is something that you frequently experience, and I think lots of people do in their relationships, then please do have a look at our our mini course, um, Stop Arguing, Start Loving. And please tune into our podcast next week and press subscribe right now. Take good care. Bye. Bye. Right. (coughs) Oh my God.